the unofficial lounge with Ashante, Craybon, and Monty. We're here to give you the insight into some of the biggest plays you remember involving the people wearing the stripes. We look at the grit it takes to become an official while exploring the history of officiating with the people who made it. It's more than black and white. On this episode of the Unofficial Lounge, we have Pac-12 referee Steve Stremlin. He talks about how great it is to work at whatever level you're at in football. Certainly any assignment starts at the highest level of this is fantastic. And it, it could rise from there, but it can't lower from that spot. Steve reinforces what everyone's been told. There's a new way to get into replay. Well, you know, certainly the avenues have started. Um, the CFO National Replay Coordinator, which is Dean Blandino, has training for people who are no, not currently. So that's that's aspect one. You got to get an idea. I think more officials that are that are in conferences younger, even. And maybe they're not ready should actually maybe take that approach because I think as, as we've heard, if you're towards the end of your career, you're not going to step off and go to replay. You, you do need to go through this process. Um, All right, everybody, welcome back to the season two of the unofficials lounge. We are joined again by one of the best referees in the country i mean he's probably one of the best on the mic he has one of the best one-liners across the country when it comes to just getting on that microphone and saying something that will surprise us all but it makes it great for the fans and everybody that's watching at home i want to welcome back to the unofficial lounge mr steve strimler thank you thanks for having me welcome steve <laughs> so Steve you know jumping right off I, I want to bring this up and I, I want to kind of surprise you you are kind of the new 21st century red cash and you know Ron Cherries of the world that will pop on the microphone in the middle of the game and just give you an announcement you don't expect what gives you that confidence to just come on there and just say what needs to be said uh, I, I think two things. I, you know, I like, I, I try to do more than announce when, 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 whether it's an explanation or just trying to get people uh, through what just happened with a better understanding. One, um, I, I don't have the uh, certain officials physique uh, that, that that's going to carry me through that. So we try to get, uh, you know, as much as this is sometimes a production, try to give them a little bit of, what just happened and why, and if it comes to me, then it then it sort of works out. So you're not wearing an extra medium shirt, is what you're telling us. So you you got good on the mic. Uh, no, we try to cover <laughs> stuff. <laughs> I don't know why we don't wear long sleeves in 80 degrees, but uh, so be it. Last time, Steve, you told us that you try to keep it moving as possible, let the um, camera find you. Did that work this past season? Just keep uh, it moving. Yeah, this past season was interesting. Only got about four games in. I, it, uh, as I look, you know, look back and we watch film and all that, it was pretty much my my normal. And I'd like to look at that and maybe do a little better. So uh, nothing more than normal. Seemed seemed to go normal. I can't think that fast when we're out there about what I'm doing. But um, we, we had some plays where, where I did some stuff walking around. Um, they, they did have to try to follow me and figure out what actually happened. So and now as we as we approach the 2021 season coming off of the COVID season of 2020, you just said it. you worked about four games. You were probably like me. You were probably assigned six or seven. But between that, whatever cases, cancellations, whatever the case may be, you were only on the field for four. What are you most looking forward to this 2021 season? You know, I think most people will say, you know, some sort of normalcy back in, in the game. Um, you know, I think the teams had the toughest time. If you look back, you know, the especially, you know, not especially in the Pac-12, but 
I had more than one game that was delayed due to, you know, COVID situations and, you know, games moved from Friday to Sunday. And we actually came into a town and with two teams playing and we played two days later with one of the teams was different. Um, and then you found that their roster was certainly not what, what they started with. So, you know, not that the, you know, the talent level was different, the types of game was different. And so you were officiating to different aspects that, that maybe you weren't used to. So, you know, I think the, the normal, you know, teams are back on track. Hopefully everyone's healthy. Their full teams will be presented. Um, you know, so, so we're back to officiating that kind of game with some regularity to it more of a, what you do during the week, getting up to the next game and you're, you're getting prepared for that. Um, you know, we had to add different preparation last year, which was not normal. And we, we did a really good job. I think everyone across the country, but actually implementing it on the field takes a couple of times and you only worked a couple of times. So I don't know that we ever got in, in full rhythm, you know, both, you know, as all three teams on the crew pretty much. We might be able wanna, to expect um, some some better football because all these teams, all the kids are coming back, so they should be stacked this year. Uh, most a lot of people didn't even have to uh, graduate, so they'll have some six year seniors. Yeah, uh, hopefully it's a you know I hope every game's competitive, no matter who, who's playing. That it's competitive, they play well, they stay healthy, and we could be as minimally involved as possible and sort of spot the ball, let everyone know what happened, and let them play. Now, I was going to make a comment oh, go that um, I know you, you guys, you said you got you big time Pac-12 guys had went from six to four games. But I know in the SEC, they only lost like one or two games due to COVID. So is the is the testing better in the SEC than in the Pac? Uh, Can I put you on record? The, the testing? Uh, <laughs> I just think that our season started later and we had less games to start. Gotcha. And then, then you might have lost. But. Uh, Good PR. You know, in, today, in today's world, we're not saying anything is wrong with the SEC. We, we love the SEC. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, there, there may be 54 teams at one point in time in the SEC. So let's let's be nice to let's be nice to the SEC. <laughs> and don't worry, Steve. Uh, our on the record stinks anyway. Nobody's listening to this. <laughs> uh, I'll check my oh, Steve, there's something I wanted to ask even from so. You're a Valley kid. So how was your experience working your first UCLA and or UCL USC game going working that in the pack? Um you know, it was it was exciting. I'm trying I'm trying to to remember. Um we had him on the road or away. Uh you, you know, at that time, you know, working in the Rose Bowl was always, you know, it's a great honor. I think that that's more more of what it was, is every place you work the first time the Coliseum, the Rose Bowl, but, but to be honest, you know, Oregon, all of that. So I don't know that that was anything extra special than already all the special feelings. Um, but, but when I started in the Western Athletic Conference, you know, at that time going to Hawaii, going to Boise, they were all, you know, thrilling. Gotcha. Um, I, I think, you know, in today's thing, you know, possibly a rivalry game or, some sort of long-standing rivalry in a bowl game or a travel game to somewhere you haven't been gives you that extra what an honor type of type of a feeling. So I'm sure it was, you know, at that point, you know, I'm in the Rose Bowl, I'm in the Coliseum, more so than, than it was SC or UCLA, I think. Got you. Now, when, when you talk about that, Steve, let's, let's stay on your Pac-12 experience so far. I was – you know, bless my first year in the pack. I had a deep sideline parking uh, partner in Shane Anderson. I think at the time we was in 13, 14 years in the pack. And he told me right from the get go that it was four seasons in a pack 12 season. It was the non-conference that was non-power five games. And then it was the uh, non-conference power five matchups. And then you had the, conference games and then we had traditionals and right. each game brought its own different level of either bitterness or competition do you feel that way did you have that same experience coming into the Pac-12 your first few years 
Yeah, I think, well, I think everyone, you know, has the, you know, knowledge that when your schedule gets out, do you have, A, do you have a travel game? Travel game is sort of an honor. There wasn't a lot of them at the time. There's more now because the contracts have changed. So that was an honor. And then, you know, everyone sort of in their own mind rates the travel game. So did you get that one? Um, you know, I think the biggest honor in the Pac-12 has done a good job of moving them around is, is a game at Notre Dame. I mean, that was always a travel game of honor. Uh, so when that assignment came, working with the crew, um, yeah, you felt that and, and you felt the conference had confidence in that. Uh, traditionals, certainly, um, you know, that's something that regardless of really record, um, yeah, so I think I think all of those you, you do look forward to and you sort of put them and, and it's it's an honor and uh, uh, that they, they trust that, that that game is within your reach and and that so as I, I believe I believe that that you know that being said, certainly any assignment starts at the highest level of this is fantastic and, and it, it could rise from there, but it can't lower from that spot. Yeah, that's what I think of every time I have to go to Redlands or Pomona. Oh, man. <laughs> hey, those, those Sky Act games are great, Monty. I miss the Occidental rivalry. Occidental and Calu. That's that's right. That's right. Sorry, Occidental, for you to leave. We, we, we want you to come back. All, all the same at every level you're at, you have the same, same stuff. So, <laughs> you, there'll be more, and then you'll be able to look back at those. Exactly. And, and realize how much you enjoyed them. I don't know. Were, my travel game all, to Redlands was ten hours <laughs> <laughs> in a car. That was a fire. <laughs> you had to drive. The one on one had a fire. You had to drive off of. So I'll tell you, it, it's easier going to Eugene sometimes than than a Skyac game. That is that is so true. L.A. <laughs> traffic can be brutal. Now, Steve, going going back on. Uh, the COVID season and what it's brought to us now. Have have you hit the Zoom burnout? Do you feel that now because everybody's so exposed to Zoom that we maybe are too available now when it comes to access to study groups, meetings, you know, last second, hey, we got to get everybody on the call. Here we go. Uh, before yeah, you answer that, Steve, let me, let, me, yeah. let me get this right in the Zoom that we're doing right now. <laughs> perfect perfect um yeah i thought about that today i had a had a talk with one of my supervisors but two things you know if you look back to prior to the zoom how did we do things and how much time did we put in and when we put in the time it was at a real high level and we made sure that we uh we really focused on that that amount of time we'd all get together and uh, whether it's your pregame, your midseason, midweek meeting if, if locally, you know, certainly more locally. And now it's, you know, all of us, uh, you know, four or five a week of different, different groups and that. And then there's a point of diminishing returns, I think. And maybe that's, that's internally. You have to sort of refocus. Um, and, and then just the lack of, you're there and if something comes up, but if you're in a room and you say the same thing, you can look at everybody and go, well, okay, wait, this, we didn't get this. Let's go back over this. Or you're putting up the film. Sure. Um, people have to participate a little more. So I think we have to go back now. This will not go away. Um, we have to put it into best practices and combine it with other best practices. I don't think we can all get better just by doing more Zoom calls today. And then you throw that into your work and, and accessibility. And that was the thing I had today. Um, okay, during the week, during the season, our supervisor is going to have a Zoom call. There's five supervisors. We want to have a crew Zoom call. Okay, there, there's another one, your work. And, and then someone just puts in, it's going to be at four o'clock. Well, I'm going to be on a plane. I, you know, you can't just dedicate a time. So I think we have to, to hone this in and, and get it to what's workable and impactful again not just check the boxes. I, I've been on the Zoom call. I've had seven Zoom calls. Yeah, I participate in everything. And then assume that, that we've gotten the highest level of whatever we, we went in for, training, film review, rule study. Um, 
Yeah, I, I, I think to your point, Craven, it's it's um, it's it's available, but it's not fine tuned yet. Do you think that we uh, people will start looking for better and better uh, people who produce better Zoom content? Maybe uh, there's no research. Zoom specialist, Monty. No, 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 no. There's, <laughs> no, there's no Zoom you, expert. You, you either have you're personality reaching. or you don't. Just, well, but, yeah, but if, you're, if you're born in person, you're gonna be worse on Zoom. Like, but I, I think, never went I to think somebody and some said, hey, "That guy ran a good Zoom meeting." And that's not true. That's hold on. That's not true. <laughs> there's been many Zoom meetings that we've been on that no. have been terrible. And that's why yeah, we started on. Someone did a good Zoom meeting. <laughs> we said that about you the other day. Yeah. My mic was muted most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, do you think, Steve, though, that maybe there uh, there's going to be some type of standards? And uh... I think so. I, I think once you get we get out, you know, the last two years, I think if you look, look, everyone's done a great job to get things done. But I think within that, oftentimes it was. How many meetings did you have? You know, and you go down the list from your supervisor to the assistant, whoever, you know, we had this many and we had this many. And now we can go back and go, okay, let's make them, let's make them, you know, uh, intelligent. Let's make them impactful. What do we want to get done? Let's not just schedule a meeting every, what do we need to get done this week? Sure. What, 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 what change? I think they're going to get better. I think every, you know, people will have different input. Um, you know, if we talk about football, you know, all the different groups that got together and did this um, and how many were you on and you can go to how, how did theirs run, what worked well, what didn't. And yeah, it will get better. I think everything gets better. I, I just, Thanks. I just think that the check, the box check that we had one, which we needed to do. Sure. Well, nobody knew, um, you know, it, how to stay together and, and they did a great job. Every group. Um, now I think it will just be done better. Good. Yeah. It's called um, higher performing meetings. I think it's going to just translate to Zoom. But I think you're going to lose out on the, the quality of the video. That's the one thing that's missing, how to show the video to over 100 people and it not someone say it on their end is not as choppy. That's the hard we just, part. We just found that that Zoom has a – oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to do this on the other way. DV Sport, which we all, I think we all use, and that's being more uh, across the board, they actually have a Zoom meeting, a, a similar to a Zoom meeting component within their own system. So, so they can get the film out better because you don't have to have it streaming. Everybody gotcha. will have access on their computer. So just, just the technical aspects of what we do will get better. Everything will get better. People that didn't have these systems within their programs are going to do it. So if you talk about football officiating, it will absolutely get better. But you need to upgrade. You can't be running Windows 7 trying to do all this stuff too. But my, <laughs> but my XP is still going. This, <laughs> hey, wait, wait, hey, wait, hey, wait, Monty. This, this is coming from the guy that steals his uh, internet from his next door neighbors, little Billy <laughs> Legend, about once a day, once a day and cuts off Ashante's <laughs> internet. I don't have a number. It just says Windows. Brand new. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Steve just upgraded from the BlackBerry. So. That's right. Well, roller thing. I'm, I don't know why they didn't. Roller. <laughs> now, Steve, we, we just talked about Zoom. This offseason was the first offseason in a while that we were able to get back to have a couple camps. And mm -hmm. I know you you volunteer your time and you're all over the country. What was the first uh, in-person camp that you attended this off season? I believe it was um, SWAC. I think okay. SWAC was for the 18. The 18 camp. Yes. I'm sorry. The 18 okay. camp was first. I'm just trying to get them in order. The 18 was first for me. And how many did you do? Cause you know, you, you are everywhere. How many did you do in person this off season? Um, I did, I believe I did three and I had to cancel one. Okay. So I think there was four, I, I could be wrong, but. Uh, I even heard that you were in oh. some like high school camp in Louisiana somewhere. So that was that was the other one I couldn't think of. Yeah, that, it, it, was, <laughs> um, it, it ended up just being a clinic. The, the teams, it actually, they flooded out. They couldn't get to the, uh, to play uh, seven on seven, but it, it was a great honor that that um, 
Uh, the Gautreaux's uh, are involved in their high school association, Louisiana. I've known some people down there for a long time. Uh, they invited myself and uh, a couple other people from outside their area to participate. Uh, and it, it, it was nice, you know, there's, again, another group of people that turned out wanted, you know, just trying to get better and, and it was a good event. Um, I, I, I still like the high school aspect of it that, 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 you know, that's where the grassroots are and just those people who even aren't moving up there, but just getting better and having a better game. So it, it, it was, it was an honor to be invited and it turned out to be a nice event. I have to publicly thank you. And since we can uh, put this out for hopefully many, many uh, thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people to uh, listen, I have to thank you because I got to participate in the NASO clinic. Um, and I f understand that that came about from you. So I appreciate that we were able to uh, review a film. You respect your knowledge. <laughs> I, I appreciate that, you know, but we, 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 we know, we know that this is uh, a very tight family. So the more people that you have putting your name out there, I really appreciate it. I was, Cause I had to ask, I'm like, how did you guys get my name of all the thousands of officials in there? Uh, Steve Strimley. I was like, oh, okay, cool. You was on Appreciate number 26 on the list, Craven. Everybody Hi. checked off the hey. box. Hey. Just be on the list. So, <laughs> as always, we say thank you, Steve. Right. Nothing happens if you're not on the list. I've learned that. <laughs> exactly. We, we might have applied to everywhere, just, just in case. You never know. Just in case. Uh, the NASO is a great, uh, is a great event. Uh, did, were you involved in the football breakout? I was involved in the football breakout. They did like a little five-minute uh, film review or let's make a call uh, okay. play. Awesome. So that took you 20 minutes to go over that five-minute play? Uh, Just no. plugging in. Just getting, getting plugged into the That's little. it. I, I, I left it to the editors. You know, the okay. editors had to take care of it. You know, the <laughs> editors had to do their thing. He, he gave him an hour worth of content, Monty, for five plays. <laughs> That's it. That's it. So now that we talk about your high school career, Steve, we know you've been, you haven't worked on the high school field in some time, or you probably did a couple games here and there, but you have been heavily involved in the local San Fernando, which is in Southern California group. And now you have officially retired from your high school uh, duties. How, how did that come about and how do you feel about leaving the high school now? Yeah, I mean, actually, I, I, you know, the feeling now is good because I sort of planned it for a couple of years. I, a couple of years ago, I actually resigned at a dinner and by dessert, I was back in. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it, it still was fun. I, I didn't leave because it wasn't fun or nobody asked me to leave um, or, or nobody asked me, told me that they were asking me to leave. Um it just got to be that some of the things that I, I was doing and I undertook this year, I didn't feel I could give them the, the, what they deserved and, and what, what I need to put into it or what I feel the level I need to put in. I don't think I was able to do that. Uh, the last, not, not this spring season year, it started to falter. I started not getting to the level I wanted to get. So we had that discussion and I, I was gonna do it last year then, you know, with the COVID situation, and they were going to do a Zoom in the spring. I definitely didn't want to turn it over to someone at that point. So we 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 went through that on Zoom. It, it went well. I think the people that that were you know got got the instruction they needed, got the um, not the film review, but the the support they needed during the season, and and it gave us another six months to plan. Um, you know that group uses the NASO instruction. The person who took over the instructional has worked with me for three years. I think the board was very good about certain policies that we all created together, that we all had the same vision. They, they continue. And so it just, it felt like the right time. Um, you know, that being said, I, I have their schedule and I'm just trying to figure out a way to get to a meeting type of thing. I sort of, you still miss it, but they seem to be in good hands. Uh, you know, not, not that I need to be the judge of that, but it was the right time. It's going to be hard trying to get to San Fernando from Huntington Beach now, Steve. Uh, yeah, one of those, one of those it's days. Zoom. It's called Zoom now, Craven. That's the, the, <laughs> the work, the technology. And I think I can say this, though, Steve. You're one of the few Power Five officials that 
the association let didn't want to walk away. Other guys got pushed away, but they they probably still trying to tug you back, reeling you back in. Like, hey, Steve, we got more questions, but you're one of the few guys that, that I that I've seen that like, hey, still had a commitment towards high school and hate to see it walk away. Yeah, and and you see that we just thought maybe it was here. You see that everywhere, and you know, a small criticism of that group is some of the the areas where the, where the high college guys wants to give back, and knowing that they have to adapt theirs to the high school level and willing to do that. And, and certainly the group that's led by, you know, Chuck and Patrick and Frank and others. And if I left anyone out, I'm not sure who's all involved. That certainly is a group that it was more than willing to help and more than willing to, to understand it is a high school group, not a college group, but you, you to push those people away would be, uh, you know, you're, you're, it's a disadvantage. That's all. So what are you going to do with all this free time? Yeah. Zoom? <laughs> Zoom? He's scheduling a Zoom meeting. <laughs> you know, I, I did take up another undertaking to uh, to uh, use that time, and that's why I couldn't go back to the high school. I, I uh, committed to another endeavor, and um, you know, we, we all talked about that or, you know, a little bit earlier. Is when you get to the point where you can't do it to the level that got you there, and you have to, you know, turn it over to someone who can. So. Now let's let's talk about them new endeavors because one yeah, he's thing being about pretty it when coy. it comes to when, when it comes to Steve Strimling, <clears throat> if I don't care what coach you're in or at what level, everybody knows Steve Strimling. Period. I I mean you are just one of the guys in officiating that everybody knows and everybody has respect for. And now we talked about in our previous episode how you were involved in the AFF, the XFL. Now you're involved with the Big Sky and the WAC coming back to football. Can you tell the listeners a little bit about that? Um, yeah, um, I, I started in the in the Western Athletic Conference, the WAC. Um, so there's a little bit uh, personal uh, attention to that. So. Um, they, they were coming back into football and, and they, they were looking for a football supervisor. And it's certainly something that, that, that I've dabbled in, you know, unofficially or, or, or teamed up with people to, to do that. And I, I like that part. So there was an interest there, but um, again, time-wise, uh, you know, personal life and, and still being on the field. Um, um, Carl Richens um, was named supervisor of that. And during that process, we had talked about, you know, I had asked, how can I be involved with you? Um, and, and we had we put together a program um, during that application process. And at that point, I, I withdrew my application and, and uh, they went through that process and hired, hired Carl. And, you know, it was twofold. One, it, it was a new conference. So there was a need to start from scratch and, and I had, an opportunity in the last few seasons in, in the XFL or actually the AF and a league called the Your Call Football to start from scratch. Um, also in the Legends Football League. So it was sort of a fun process. And, and the one thing I, you know, being on the field and, and, and having part of that process, you know, I just wanted to be involved. Um, and Carl was, was kind enough to listen to some of the, the, the thoughts that went into it. Um, one was maybe broadening the uh, um, the area of, of where officials could come from, you know, different than seven years ago when he got started. You know, we could easier to travel further distance so we could look at different areas. All of the different regions that had camps and clinics, where these people came from, um, there was certainly a bigger pool to look from that you could hire a, a, a very high level, you know, official at that, you know, at that level. Um, so we put together that program. So that was part A of, of doing that. And, and I'll tell you, it was, it was a great feeling to be able to call 30 people or 35 people and, and invite them to the division one level. Some, some transferred from another conference. Um, so we did that together. Carl was, was, we have a good relationship where I can say what I want. He can sound things off of me. It's his decisions. Uh, so that was part A. And the second part was, was the training program and evaluation. And we sort of had same like minds that 
after the grades and the grades are important, but we just want to um, get better. We want to evaluate. We want to be on the same page across the country at a real high level. He had a certain amount of um, trainers and evaluators. He allowed me to sort of head that up with the great people, not that I had to invent anything, but get them more together, let him do his administration stuff, and then get these groups together, you know, an off-season training. He allowed that training uh, department to grow and, and again, grow outside of the group that it was in. Uh, we went to the SEC and the CFO West um, and let these people have more input, just say, what do we need to do? And so this off season was, was fun in doing that. And then the last part would be in season is I have to coordinate the evaluation and training in season. Uh, you know, not that I'm grading or administratively with the coaches, but sort of putting it together where we can have some impactful training tapes, talk to the officials where they're having, whether they have issues or not, is just more personal direct uh, attention to, to officiating with 12 of, of as good of evaluators and trainers as I think anywhere in the country. Hey, hey, hey Monty, um, hold up, Craymon. Um, hit that button. He, he, he um, kind of walked us through a, a big time moment there. <laughs> he kind of he, he, he took us he took us all the way around, but he kind of landed on a big time moment. What Steve basically said, I'm gonna try put it quickly. He's consulting in the WAC, and he's helped developing that training program. And he called 30 officials to give give them that welcome call. You know what I'm saying? So, and that's a big deal to get that phone call. You know what I'm saying? And that's a special moment that people shared. It's probably people still crying that Steve called them. Like, they got this, I don't know what your area code, Steve. Some people probably were sending the voicemail. But when you left that message, they probably screamed to their wife. That, hey. Always one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, you know, Car Carl, Carl took the referees. I got, I got most everyone else. Um, it is a special feeling. And, and, and the only thing that goes with that, and, and I, you know, as much as I feel bad, I don't feel bad, is – there were as many equal people that deserve to be there. It is a fixed number. Um, the, the good news is after that, because of all the great movement of people going, you know, upward and to, to other um, conferences is, you know, there was a developmental staff that, that, that had to be hired and those are people next up and get the opportunity. And, and there was movement there. And so along those lines, there was still more phone calls to be made more people brought in and, and we just hope that that happens again. So, uh, like but I said, it, I will like, say this, Steve, I will say though, I kept getting text messages. Had you got a text call? Has did Steve called you yet? And I'm like, why is Steve supposed to call me? I always got that for a whole month. I was like, why is Steve <laughs> calling me? Did Steve call? So, but and, and then and then Steve came to the realization he's not making that phone call. So <laughs> yeah, Steve, don't, don't, even, don't even don't even bother with that, one, Steve. We we, we, we got you covered on that one. You know, just, the good news is while we not evaluated, but you know we're making those selections. It is nice to know, and I wasn't as up to date how many people that were deserving are in other conferences and Carl graciously worked with every coordinator before we were going to move someone from one conference to another. But, you know, in my mind, if you're working at an equal conference, uh, whether it's this, you know, the group I'm involved with, you know, or the other groups um, who I certainly, you know, I certainly have knowledge in their great groups. It's just, it is nice to see people, especially being from Southern Cal to know this process came how many people in Southern Cal are involved but um, we, we hired people from San Diego to Portland to Montana to, to Tennessee and Louisiana so uh, that that was exciting too that you know if someone was deserved um, there wasn't a reason they, they would be left yeah. out of the evaluation process. Now Steve you, you talked about it a little bit as far as um, open opening up geographically. I mean, being more diverse as far as the hiring. Let's talk about the economics because you. I think you are one of the, the officials across the countries that really understand the economics and that 
we as football officials, especially in my experience, have to be more understanding of the economics and not just so happy just to go out there and just work that next game or work the next scrimmage and understand the economics that we're dealing with. But you kind of mentioned it that, you know, getting people to look outside of their regions and where they're at. Cause a lot of times you hear guys talking about, you know, they're not from the area. Why are they getting hired? They're not in the footprint. But what you say now that I, I believe majority of the conferences, even some of the division two levels, even division three levels are given a flat fee for his game fees you can hire anybody anywhere in the country knowing what you're going to offer them and it's up to them to uh take it or not yeah i don't know uh, about division three though i don't know if you're going to get anybody across the country i'm not saying that I, right I, we get that but as far as the economics when it comes to the conference and the supervisors they know their number so is it a person willing to go do it or not i'm not saying it's feasible for them <laughs> but the economics allows them to get outside of that bubble. They don't have to worry about the footprint. Right. They still, you know, yes, you, you definitely get outside that bubble. And just a quick segue, Monty, to your flat fee. You know, there are officials in Hawaii traveling to California weekly to work junior college. And they I'm sure that spirit. flat fee does not cover <laughs> Um, they fly Spirit Airlines, Steve. Yeah, so. <laughs> with their with their uniform on underneath their regular clothing, so they don't have to <laughs> no bags. check bags, no check <laughs> bags. I think that's uh, buy a ticket, spend three nights at the airport, free. Um, <laughs> you know, so we we, look, we looked at the the reason you open everything up is you want to get a you know, and then the people who give you input, you have to get a a, a level playing field and raise the bar. Uh, you know, officials have worked very hard, you know, to, to raise their level. Officials today are much better at their level than they were when I, you know, I was at an equal level. Um, it's just the way it is. And you want to get, you want to open that up to see it because you want to hire the people that are most deserving, which are A, good people and B, really good officials. Um, but, you know, you look at that and you, you start really thinking about, okay, if you travel from there, I mean, going across the state of Texas is, you know, is that any different than coming in from Louisiana or all that? And then, and then you go a little bit more to the outside. And the reason is, is, you know, the way it is today, if you want to get hired, I think you got to go to a camp or a clinic. So you go to these camps or clinics, and that's the only place you get hired from. And then you're going to say, well, you did that, but you live here. Um, you know, so in our group, we, we, we talked about it. Well, wait, this person lives in Tennessee. What? Okay. You know, fine. So they want to come from Tennessee. Then we don't want to put anyone at a disadvantage, obviously financially. So we, we took a look, well, what does it take to fly to our, our schools? Right, that's workable. It, it's a little bit of an investment uh, at the end. Um, so, so I think, right. I think the biggest thing is the pool of officials obviously is more diverse. The input from people who are in football who give input is more diverse and the people you put together are more diverse and that just creates a better football officiating conference and you know bottom line is you know get to a point that you just want to have as good of officials as you can and as good of people as you can out there regardless um but that one more thing, just going to him this year and being in the position I was, I had a lot of more opportunity rather than standing on the field instructing, which I love. I stood to the side of the field. I wasn't invited on the field, evaluating and talking with not only Carl of the big sky in the whack, but I had the opportunity to talk with Greg Burks and Byron Boston, and Eddie Kelly and Harold Mitchell was there and, people from Conference USA and people from, I think it's the Mid-America. And now knowing that these people are saying, hey, this is a really good official. I, I really don't have an opportunity. I really think you should look at them. I didn't know that, that or maybe they did it more so this year. Um, I thought that was, that was much better. I think that will get much better. And again, give more opportunities to people that deserve opportunities. I can say, Steve, um, just observing you at the ATM clinic that you went from, like you said, being an instructor to like your 
you can actually see it that you, your role was different than trying to be an instructor. Now you're more evaluating. And it, you can see the difference in to even how communicating with you is like, hey, okay, he's here for something else. He's not here to, to be the, the teacher in some aspect. Yeah. Because he was working. He was working hard. I, I, I can say I like what I did. But I did have to, you know, the, some people I knew in a few instances when there was no instructor around, I ah. jumped back to the field. <laughs> and, uh, I, I still enjoy that the best. And uh, I, I just had to not overstep my bounds. And that's difficult. But, but there's really good instructors, people. And I, I, I had to respect that. So something near and dear to my heart, though, Steve, is replay. So you're saying, oh, oh. <laughs> oh. Yes. so all, all these different camps, Let clinics, it stand. Let it stand. <laughs> hey, man, IVE, baby, IVE is a very, very important thing Stands in this world. is your best friend. We going to get involved with everything, but we just don't <clears throat> let it stand. We, we talked about communication with the replay with the referee. So how's this going, Monty? Yeah. Oh, this is fantastic so far. Because uh, I'm speaking to Steve, not you two knuck, knuckleheads. <laughs> so, so there's a, so there's a pathways for people to get into conferences. Uh, more conferences are opening up. Uh, what would be your suggestion to people trying to break into replay? Well, you know, certainly the avenues have started. Um, the CFO National Replay Coordinator, which is Dean Blandino as training for people who are no, not currently. So that's that's aspect one, you gotta get an idea. I think more officials that are, that are in conferences younger, even and maybe they're not ready, should actually maybe take that approach because I think as, as we've heard, if you're towards the end of your career, you're not gonna step off and go to replay. You, you do need to go through this process. Um, I heard it loud and clear. But yeah, I think boom, boom, also, boom, boom, Monty. Right. Uh, I think also, you know, I think every conference now has replay that's division one. Um, I, I don't know that anyone does it anymore. So whether that will go down now to any division twos or threes outside of playoffs. I think number two, now the camps are getting, not just that they're offering it because it was a way not to get more people to the camp <laughs> to make money. Hold on, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's go we'll back. We'll say it hold for on. you, Steve. We'll say it for you. To make money. Okay, I can't ahead, say that. Ahead, Look, but they're now doing it at a higher level. They, I know they bring in the yes. equipment. They bring yes. in the support. They're bringing in replay coordinators, not just right. someone in a conference that's a good replay official and teach this and not just a name. They're actually – it's going through. And I've seen conferences bring their replay people – to evaluate, not enough, not at the highest level. I think it will get there, and I think they'll be able to vet things there. I would like to see more conferences send officials there. Um, the the only the only problem is we talked about it. If there's a conference has ten crews, we'll just use ten. There's eight, seven or eight. There's seventy or eighty officials. Do the math and the turnover. There's two replay. That's 20. The amount of people in the replay system now, not as high as what's going to the camps, but it's getting up there. That door is not as big and it gets more frustrating. And how do we vet it out? How do we tell people this is the process and then hire from there when only a couple are um, at this point? Um, so again, it's like anything, I think it's a work in progress going the right direction. And just like the on-the-field officials at these camps, uh, I think, unfortunately, some of the fees for communicators aren't enough to travel. Um, maybe they'll get more. I know I know. in our conferences, we've started out a little higher to do a little more of that. Um, and then we can get that pool again to a very high level, be identified, and and then hire for the same reasons. Not, not that someone's getting higher now that doesn't deserve it or not. For those people who got hired, don't, I'm, not, I'm not saying that everyone deserves it, uh, but there is a system now that they've asked us to use, and I just think that system is being fine-tuned, and I think the conferences have to buy into that system, and just like they did with the officials on the field, and I think it will get there. 
now, Steve, my my last question for you, I'm sure Monty or, or Shanti will have something else. But my last question, for, as you start to make this transition in your career and not saying you're coming off of the field anytime soon, but anybody that knows you in the officiating world knows that you at some point in time will be a person in charge of a conference or something at some point in time. How do you help what? the term I like to call, how do you prevent yourself to become an, a suit? And what I mean by a suit, you know, you become a grader that looks at everybody has to be at um, the unbelievable standard. We're not looking for a good official. We're looking for an unbelievable. I mean, your rules knowledge uh, and your microphone skills is at that probably the 99 percentile. I mean, you are at the top of the percentile of officiating how do you not become a suit to where you start? Yes, you expect everybody to work towards that, but realizing that not Man, everybody. This, this is a very aggressive question. <laughs> yeah, I don't like the tone of that. Man, hey, hey, Steve. Yeah, it stands. Stands. No, 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 no. You're trying to paint. No, we're not going to do that to Mr. Stremlin. Go ahead, but I just wanted to know what's the question. It, it, it went on. It was a thesis statement. You know what I'm saying? He, he was coming with his proof a little later. <laughs> I, I, so I'll, I'll rephrase it. Uh, how do you... If I wanted to bring friends, I should have invited how two you, other people. How do you make sure that you don't uh, kind of make the standard of officiating that you're looking for while you're running these conference uh, your standard more than... Oh. Uh, trying to get people to groom and, and make better. Well, I, hit the clout button on that one, Monty. I like that. I like that question. Monty. Well, first of all, you know, I say this about any official that, that's been around a little while is you have a, you know, there's a lot of, at a high standard is if we're not trying to get better and can raise, and I, I talked about this, keep updating with the modern game, um, that, that our high standards at some point aren't going to be high standards. So, um, the first thing is the group that surrounds me, um, which includes this group, you know, I always say, you know, it doesn't matter what I say or do, tell me if it's not, you know, not right, we're going to get better. I, I, I'm okay with that. It's great to work with some of the younger conferences and, and anyone as you, as you do, I'm sure at your level, you work with the junior colleges or the high school is you know empathy that they're learning it's a great thing for someone to go through maybe an error and see them get through that and become really good at it and then another situation comes up so um i do think when you get to you know i am not in the nfl so the division one power five to me is the highest level then you have to hit the highest standards and and if you're not there someone's got to help you get there and then, you know, that every level has, has that. So um, I, I hope I can make sure that I'm not overlooking someone because they're not yet have that experience to go gone through some of the things I have. So to me, they're seamless and they're just part of what we do and other people are just learning about them. So I, I hope people remind me of those differences if I ever um, come off incorrectly. And I think the group that surrounds me and maybe some of the people you have or will interview will point some of those things out uh, to me. And I'm sure I'll let will. Francisco know to give you a call. There we go. <laughs> um, uh, I, on, on that, though, I would say uh, um, one thing that even I had to uh, realize in myself is when you're taking tests, you have to know who is given the test to uh, <laughs> because they're. Uh, reasoning and their the way they're looking for answers is maybe yeah. different than what you're thinking. So, yeah, learn that this year. I, I I vetted a test for for another group, and to me this was yeah this was good. And then some of the people said, when would this ever come up? And I'm like, this is this, this rule, that rule, and that philosophy and that mechanic. It's easy. They're like, no, it wasn't. So I, I you know then I have to understand that that maybe they have to be written different or you have to, you know, more identify what you're getting to and bring them to that. But at the same point, you know, it's okay to let people come up a little bit and yeah. give it a try. It's okay. Sure. As long as, as long as we have, you know, we're all willing to work with them as, you know, if something went wrong, why it did and, and, and get them there. And, 
maybe sometimes we talked about it. Just go back to the beginning. You know, all I ask Steve is when you do officially become a supervisor or whatever conference is going to hire you at some point, make sure if you have a 30 question test, that 28 questions actually happen on the field and only two of them you imagined. Yeah. <laughs> In this season, we have seen, we have seen some of those questions where someone says that will never happen. We now have the film of those plays. Right, right, right. Give me, give me, get any question needs to have film to back it up. There you go. That's, that's fair. All right. I, All right, I Monty, have nothing to close this out. <clears throat> that, oh. That's because you know he can hire you at some point in time. So no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Let's, let's stop. Because before, before, before you get fired on your day off. I can't get, understand. I can't, no, because I used to be, get film study from Steve. So I know how a meeting is conducted. We started. So I used to go to San, what, COC, College of COC, yeah, and yeah. just get sit the under the feet of Steve. Those. Yeah. In Santa Cruz, and just California, go through the. Those before, I didn't even know who Steve was. I just thought, hey man, this guy know what he's talking about. Then he's showing video of him on the field. I'm like, oh, oh, so we go to meetings and the people who t instructing us are actually on the actually work games. Oh, that's oh, interesting. Go. If you want that's to different. find something that, that that went wrong, yeah, sir, put up put up some of our games. Put up and he, put up my And this game. is when you, when you were a fiery side judge. So. <laughs> <laughs> So. That, that helped. That helped out the lion judge. Yeah, I heard he about that one, Steve. He was a side judge that helped out the lion judge. Field judge had line judge go together. Yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't involved with. So, Steve, where where do you think you're going to end up landing in the next? Uh, at, with, with really with the X? Well, no. with the X, with the XFL coming back around, and uh, do you do you see yourself uh, in in these uh, positions again? Uh, Let on. me answer that for you. They cut. They cut my question off. So I'm gonna cut your cut yours <laughs> off. We will see as it grows when the XFL comes back in uh, 2023. Mm -hmm. Until then, Steve Strimling is one of the best officials in the country. The country. <laughs> and we really appreciate him supporting the unofficial lounge. And, that sound like a know, man that want a job. <laughs> <laughs> but but I will but I will say this though, Steve. I think I mentioned it the last time. There's a lot of people that are involved in officiating that don't quite. You know, a lot of people say, "Hey, I give back and da da da." But you give time, you give experience, you give knowledge. I mean, you really give to this culture. And I think that's what people really got to understand. You are a part of the culture of officiating and you really give back to that. And I will say from us here at the unofficial lounge, we really appreciate it because it's not many people that give back at the level that you do and create a culture that where it's more people getting involved with what we do, because you're looking at it from the grassroots and how important high school is because I think too much that we have now is everybody's looking at that top echelon of officials and realizing that sure. the only we sure. was the only way we get great at the top is that we keep that high school level plenished as full as we possibly can, so we get the the cream rising to the crop from that level. Yes, it it's nice to see people starting there, and then a few years later, you're able to, you know, in, in my position, evaluate them and help them get somewhere, and then be. Now they're working with us, and that's that's a great feeling too. But but you know one thing, it's 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 nice of what you said, and I appreciate it. And you guys do a, do a great job. There were a lot always when I was starting the local level. We had the the um, the camps at UCLA that Chad and Chuck put on, and some other ones. I think several years ago, a group of us got together and said, you know, we we got to do things nationally these days, and. You know, um, when we said yes, I, I, I went ahead and did it. There were several that did. I think more today now, um, you see people, you know, especially at, at the Division One conferences, reaching out nationally with different groups and, and helping out, and it can be done. And it's just, it's nice to see that, that, that it expanded. I was one of them, and, and, and there's, there's several others that are, that are there now. And, and, you know, on this today, this – unofficial lounge i'm sure there will be more 
Actually, I got one last thing. I think, uh, Steve, we were in El Paso, and I, I, I think that you helped me get hired in the Sky Act a few years ago. I don't even know if that was a good thing. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know. Because uh, I think I got hired that same year, and we worked on the same crew, and it didn't work out well for us that year. <laughs> We're doing all right now, so it was, it's all right. <laughs> you know, from CLC to the Sky Act would be good. Uh, you know, it's, 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 uh, when they, you know, I, I wasn't part of that process, but when they ask a question, it's, it's nice to give a positive reply. And, you know, we've seen a lot of people, everyone on this call, you know, we've sort of watched everyone grow up and move on to the next thing. So all of, all of it's great. And there's, there's more to come. I'm sure. Steve Strumman, wow, everybody. Hold on, hold on. Last thing, last thing. And I, I said that already, but Over you kind of mentioned it for you being able to make calls to officials, invite them into a new group, and then also you being a mentor to many, which one of those things excites you more? Is it the excitement of seeing that person that you say you saw start at the high school level that now may be working with you in the Pac-12 or making those phone calls? What What is that moment in time that really stands out to you the most between those well, two? The, the most instant gratification is the phone call. Uh, I mean, I, I, that, that when the AAF did it and then, then this did it, that there's, there's no greater feeling. I, I'm, I'm as happy or happier than them. But you it, get a car. You get a car. <laughs> <laughs> so and, but, but I'm going to use two names. There's two people, Ron Turner and Tyree Walton. And before even any of these AAF XFLs, I had opportunity to work with them in a camp. Um, one I worked side by side with, and one I was I was mentoring or, or instructing, and those people stood out to me that boy these these are going to be, and I'm not in their area I don't know where they're going to but these are going to be great people, and we you know I just sort of watched from afar and then when the opportunities for the AAF came and the the guidelines of hiring were put in such position that they qualified and to go back and find out where are they now, what are they doing, and that they went into conferences and moved up and they got great reviews from their people. And then to go back and hire those people um, in a longer term, that was um, as exhilarating for me. And and both of these people are, are power five officials who get top level bowl games and, and not that I did anything, but being part of, just being part of that um, from that first level where they were just getting hired in a non-Power 5 conference um, is just as exhilarating. So those two things, um, it's, it's great to be a part of. I, I hope everybody gets, you know, some of that gratification for another official uh, without, without needing, you know, there's no credit involved. All these people did it on their own, but um, you know that th those two things were as much fun as I had in officiating as anything. All right. Well, Steve, we really appreciate you coming on the show again. Always appreciate your knowledge. Uh, we'll be hitting you up for rules questions. Hey, Steve, that the season's right around the corner. I hear Steve. Um, I don't recommend it. I, I, I try to send a late email at twelve o'clock thinking that Steve was sitting in the morning, Cravon. And when I woke up in the morning, Steve replied at three, and I'm like, yeah. I thought I was wrong. Yeah, And I was, like, I was waiting for your response if it was understandable. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I got to make sure that you understand it. A lot of times I don't phrase it right, or you might not get it. Uh, so it. when he answered my question, I was like, I was mad at myself. Like, I shouldn't have sent it that late. <laughs> that is true. That is true. I have sent Steve questions. They come back with an answer. Lickety split, Jack. So, so it's the truth. Steve, he is the truth. Steve yes. Stremlin. Thank you, Steve. Thank you. Appreciate it. Hey, Steve, thank you for your time. We really appreciate you coming back on. And uh, I hope we cross some paths here in this next upcoming season. Uh, and uh, we, we, we both work about uh, the Marriott. 11 to 13. <laughs> all oh, yeah, we got to get you back uh, on it with the Marriott we gotta, story. We, are you we, we got to talk Marriott about the Marriott now? <laughs> yeah, are you, are, you, are you executive, you know, ambassador for life for them, messing I, up everything? We covered the Marriott situation last time. Yeah, we, know, did. But we did. 
We did, but uh, did you? Are you extended lifetime membership? They actually bumped me up now, so I'm, I'm, I'm really happy. Oh, you're now almost Mr. Marriott. <laughs> he, he has he has the ambassador status. <laughs> All right, everybody, Steve Stroman, guys. On the next episode of the Unofficial Lounge, we have ACC line of scrimmage official Brian Perry. Man, I come from a financial background and some parents that were very good with money. Um, everybody has the ability to save up for what they want. And, and no matter how much money you make, I don't come from a lot of money, but my parents got everything they wanted, but they might have had to sacrifice small things or put, you know, it's, it's about discipline. Sure. If you know you need $2,000 to go to this camp, you can't spend up all your money on beer during the season. You got, you got to go home. <laughs> you just got to go home. <laughs> you can do what you want to do, man. And I'm a firm believer of that, man. Thank you for listening to this episode. Remember to please like and subscribe as the unofficial lounge is available on all your podcast streaming outlets, including Apple, Google, Spotify, and Anchor. We look forward to you joining us next time in the unofficial lounge.